Welcome to another episode of Locked On Browns podcast. We got an exciting show for you. Uh, first segment, let's talk about Jedrick Wills. Down year last year, intriguing idea. Do you think the Browns would be interested in moving Jedrick Wills? We'll get into that, uh, Jeff and I. And definitely in the second segment, we will get to one Joe Woods. He's not here as defensive coordinator, but he didn't have to sit out very long. We'll tell you to what team. Uh, and what team he's going to and what position he's going to hold with that new team. We'll talk about that in the sec- second segment. And then finally, we've been talking about receivers. Um, we've he- we've heard uh, things with DeAndre Hopkins, but there was another, there's another top-notch free agent name, big name guy who uh, resides on the West Coast who could be, uh, you know, interesting prospect if the, if the uh, Browns decide to bring him in. And that is one Keenan Allen. We'll talk about the pros and cons of that. And we'll talk about much more on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we are going to get into this here. Obviously, we got a couple topics here today. Um, everybody follows the OBR. If you check that out, they actually have an interesting report about free agent to be offensive tackle. Andre Dillard, Dillard, of course, connections, of course, Andrew Barry, time from Philadelphia, um, which makes you think where possibly the Browns and Jedrick Wills could be. Um, I think Garrett and I ourselves have not been as hard as others. Um, but look, there's been inconsistencies in Jedrick Wills play to this point. Um, and if there is after three years, to be fair, the Browns front office are somewhat culpable here. You drafted a guy who in college was a career right tackle. Uh, you asked him to make the transition to the left side. Um, if it didn't go as well as the Browns hope, there is some culpability here on their point. And you're getting to this obviously odd part here with Jedrick Wills, where right around the draft, you're going to have to make your decision about whether or not you're going to commit to a fifth-year option as a former number 10 overall pick. Obviously, that is a hefty price tag for that final year for Jedrick Wills. The Browns have already committed long-term money to the right tackle in Jack Conklin. Browns, obviously, as we know, have committed long-term money to both guards. Uh, Wyatt Teller and, of course, Joel Batonio have a decision to make at center where you got a gift last year and Ethan Posick paying a little less than $2 million. Obviously, Ethan Posick isn't going to pay a play for an amount that low this year. I know the Browns are extremely satisfied with what they got from Ethan Posick, but at this point, is getting, you know, the money could be getting out of hand. Does that come at the expense of Jedrick Wills, which is certainly a possibility, something to look into? But when you hear the Browns may be rumored to potential other players to play left tackle, first question's got to come into your head, Jay, is, you know, where are they at with Jedrick Wills? Yeah, I, I definitely think when, when you talk about with Jedrick Wills, um, you, you look at the situation, obviously he's a top 10 pick. Um, he, you, he played right tackle. And I think when you look at it, you might have a situation where you might have to think about, okay, where do we want to go from here? Uh, you know, right now you can't pay everybody top notch. Everybody you and your offensive line can't be an A-plus um, guy that's getting 12, $10, 12 million dollars. So, you know, and when you talk about the roster building and, and, and I, I've talked to, um, you know, uh, you know, Darren Smith when he was on um, with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show out of Kansas City. And he talked about the Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City drafted 10 people on their team. 
nine of those guys are playing right now and they're in the Super Bowl. So in order to for you to be at the top of where you need to be and to fill your roster, you eventually have to hit on guys. You eventually have to fill with, from within the ranks when you can get guys who you can develop. And I think if if the Browns feel like, hey, look, Jedrick Wells, Wills has not developed as quickly as we would like, they definitely have a guy in Bill Callahan who's who's is top notch at his job, top notch as far as coaching a position, and they might need to just work with Jedrick Wills, and maybe he's just his ceiling is good. If he's average to below average right now, um, maybe they work on him getting too good, um, and and rolling out and, and working out into his uh, fifth year option, figuring out what you do, and then maybe they let him hit free agency, right? But they may uh, determine that his value or what he's playing at right now is better than what they can get on the open market. And it's going to be at a more affordable price with a person that knows the system. So that may be a thing. Um, you know, we can see and, 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 you know, we talk about it, too. I always laugh and joke and say I'm the Duke of knee jerk reactions. Right. <laughs> I want stuff done today and I want it done in a certain fashion and I want people. But at some point. Sometimes people are going to develop at different rates, right? Donovan Peoples-Jones is a great example. Um, we're starting to finally see the uh, uh, athletic ability mixed with the talent coming together for uh, a, a guy like uh, David Njoku, right? Those guys are another another case in point where guys that developed a little bit later on in their career but can be playmakers for you. So Jedrick Wills at this point, um, you know, you, I think the Browns view him as a, as a work in progress. Um, if they could get a massive upgrade for a decent amount at left tackle, I think they'll evaluate it just like they'll evaluate everything else. But when I look at the trajectory of what the offensive line is, you look at it. The Cleveland Browns have spo are spoiled a little bit because they do have a really high price line with veterans and guys up there. Jedrick Wills will probably be the weakest link so far, but how weak is the weakest link when you do have pro bowlers from guard to guard and a guy who's been an all pro tackle over on the right hand side and you found a diamond in the rough with Ethan Poaches. So, you know, uh, that that's where I go with it. And, and finally to, to just kind of, you know, put, bring it all together. I mean, if you have money available to spend with the Browns, not kind of want to give it to Ethan Poaches, right. To, to solidify that hole, why not give him the money and then figure Jason Wills out in, in terms of, hey, maybe I could bring Hud, if uh, Hudson is going to battle with him over there, or if you're going to have a camp battle, that's fine. But you can never have, you say, no, you can never have enough corners. You can never have enough offensive linemen, too. We're going to switch it up here. Uh, Joe Woods wasn't unemployed long. Uh, he has landed in New Orleans. He'll be calling the defense there. G and I are going to give our thoughts on that. And uh, just lastly, quick to update from yesterday, Miles Garrett, everything sounds good. Uh, toe went right back into place. Obviously, you know, x-rays were taken. No surgery needed. Doesn't think like it's going to cause much of a distraction. And go ahead and go to prize picks. You can pick two to six players. And if they go score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. The NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, men's and women's collegiate basketball, the WNBA, heck, even Euro basketball. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. 
First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. You deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Welcome back uh, to the Locked On Browns podcast. Make sure you follow me at GBush91. Follow Jeff at, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. And uh, continue to uh, download us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making us, uh, you know, Locked On Browns the, the uh, first listen of each and every day. And like we said, throw us a like, you know, likes are free. One Joe Woods, um, you know, he was a guy that, you know, didn't work out here in Cleveland. But Joe Woods, I tell you what, Joe Woods hit the hit the ground running, uh, and he's not he's not going to be unemployed for long. He is the new defensive coordinator with the New Orleans Saints. Um, they just announced that, and you know I will say this, uh, you know I, I've always said one of the, it's one thing to not like um, not like what a coach does on the field. It's another thing to not agree with his his philosophy. We all have different philosophies in terms of which way we think is the best way to construct a football team, which is the best way to conduct offensive defense. Um, you know, in, in in the school of football, there's always different philosophies and, and ideas and exchanges of thoughts of the best way to win football games. And that's going to always, always be a thing. Heck, me and Jeff disagree on certain things about the best way to, to to build a football team or the best way to win. But the one thing that can't be said and one, one thing that can't be understated for Joe Woods is he's a first-class guy um, here in this Cleveland market. We were all over him. Um, we talked about, you know, you know, some of the shortcomings of this defense, but at the end of the day, Joe Woods was a professional. He never called out his coach, Kevin Stefanski. He never ripped his players in front of the, you know, media or anything like that. And from all intents and purposes, even some guys in that locker room say, Hey, Joe Woods, we like him as a coordinator. We like him as a person. So, you, you never want to you never take pride and you take any sort of comfort in calling for somebody's job. Um, and, and as always, we've all worked at other places where it didn't work out and we landed in, in, in greener pastures. Joe was having has an opportunity to learn from his mistakes uh, here in Cleveland. And we'll see what he does in, in uh, with the New Orleans Saints. But one thing that can't be denied is that that Joe Woods is a first class individual. And I'm always and, and I'm always excited to see that minorities candidate minority candidates get an opportunity that if they fail somewhere, they can, they can learn from their mistakes and be able to be hired again. And that's not always the case um, in the NFL, especially dealing with the Rooney rule. So I'm glad for him and his family as an African-American and getting another chance, um, you know, to do what he loves and, and to coach in the industry that he's put a lot of time and energy effort to uh, your thoughts in Joe Woods with the saints. It was a weird run for Joe Woods here for his time with the Cleveland Browns in 2020 with not a lot of talent, ended up putting together pretty solid defense. 2021, a season that got away from the Cleveland Browns as the season went on. The Browns defense was by far the best part of their team, ended up being a top 10 defense. But here is what was the ultimate undoing for Joe Woods. You close out one season being a top 10 defense. The expectations are you're going to be as good or possibly even better the next year, keeping in mind that the Browns were predominantly young defense. And when that does not happen, that's when you talk about job security. A guy like Jadavian Clowney certainly does not help. A guy who went from nine sacks to two and a half, and the price tag went up, which cost you $6 million you could use somewhere else. Um, Joe Woods and John Johnson, the third 
as far as defense coordinator, as far as the type of player John Johnson the third is, never worked. And look, that's not necessarily on Joe Woods. Obviously, that can also be on a front office. Um, they knew who their defensive coordinator was. They thought John Johnson and Joe Woods would work. There were some highs for John Johnson. There's no question about it. Um, but there were some lows and probably didn't get the return on the investment. Um, you know, general manager's not going to move on from himself. Um, <laughs> so you move on from a defense coordinator in that scenario. So sadly, you know, some of the things there, it also, it didn't also help that every time he turned around, um, there were different linebackers playing, you know, and for the most part, none of those linebackers could stop the run. In fact, he didn't have a defensive line to get stopped the run. And it just became time of, are we going to continue to try and chase players to fit what we think Joe Woods defense is, or do we start again from the top? And you work in that way. And you look, Jim Schwartz, it's not like they just hired a guy, you know, with a, you know, very little background. They hired a guy who is a top shelf defensive coordinator for Joe Woods, has a great relationship with Dennis Allen. Um, and Joe Woods, yes, he is the defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints, but the Saints, uh, Saints head coach is a defensive bonded coach. So for Joe Woods, pressure's off a little bit. Um, going again now to the Saints, a team that did not win. And now it's actually kind of ironic because keep in mind, obviously, Saints and the Browns did play this year. So Joe Woods, you know, headed off, you know, and, you know, obviously spent some time obviously looking at film of this team he's going to be a part of during this season. Uh, you like to see a guy, you know, bounce back, uh, bounce back. And even still, I mean, Steve Wilkes, obviously, he was a guy who was the defense coordinator for Browns a few years ago, uh, did some nice things in Carolina this year, uh, basically got maybe, maybe the most coveted defense coordinator job available in the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, to go in there, walk after Demeco Ryan's footsteps, but have all that talent still in the building. Uh, nice, nice win uh, there for a guy like Steve Wilkes. But for Joe Woods, um, I didn't think it was going to be long. You know, I, I certainly thought he would you know, get right back up, get right back in the game. The fact that he got to uh, uh, the degree of holding a defense coordinator title again, um, maybe it tells you that some people outside the Browns maybe view the situation as it just wasn't working and, you know, they're not taking sides. Maybe it was a situation where it just didn't work between Joe Woods and you know, what the Browns felt as far as personnel he needed, the personnel he thought he needed. Um, didn't stop the Saints, obviously, from pulling the trigger here, bringing Joe Woods in, you know, right away, uh, about a month layoff for Joe Woods, in, back in the saddle, defensive coordinator in New Orleans with the Saints, obviously a team. A lot of things are going to be changing down there in New Orleans. We'll see the way it all plays out. But Joe Woods, the time here is done. This is obviously now a Jim Schwartz defense. We're excited to cover that aspect of it. So book closed. Joe Woods' tenure now off to the New Orleans Saints. We keep bringing up veteran wide receivers. There's two catches to this veteran wide receiver that I'm going to have, but I would not necessarily overlook this next play we're going to talk about in this next segment who could be wiggly, wiggling free from his time with the Los Angeles Chargers. Thanks, everybody, for being around. Your latest Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fats and calories? Then you got to try Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I might know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Bilt. With Bilt, Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 1% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. 
Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bill Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. And you can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. This is my favorite time of the show. Third segment, third segment. You know, you got to stick around for the juicy story. So don't forget, don't just go ahead and fast forward us through the first segment. Stick all the way to the end because nine times out of ten, we got something saved right for the end of the uh, of the podcast and continue to support us uh, wherever you get your power. And don't forget, check us out on that Roku app. I just watching myself on a beautiful, beautiful big 65-inch television. Me and Jeff's beautiful face out there. You can watch. You can watch the. And real quick, now not enough of you got to yesterday's episode. I am (laughs) telling you right now, there is that is what that that number was so disappointing for me. Y'all need to get on that and get on it now. Hey, listen, check that out. Listen, that is one of the better one of the better uh, locked on Browns. Make sure you go back and check that. Make sure you check out uh, that. It'll be up in our uh, up on our uh, Twitter page. So make sure you can click that. And once you listen to this one. Go back yesterday and check yesterday's episode out as well. Let's get to this, man. We heard we've been hearing about receivers. Browns obviously do have Amari Cooper coming off a, a, a top-notch year. You know, well over eleven hundred yards. He, he really did his thing last year. Number one receiver. But what the Browns need, and we've been talking about it, is vertical threat and another receiver to add with the complement of Donovan Peoples Jones, who had a, a career year as well to kind of put us over the top. And one of the names we've been hearing about is Keenan Allen, a guy who is to me, him and Mike Evans are probably one of the most underrated uh, receivers in the game because they kind of, you know, they kind of, you know, go under the radar when you got a Cooper cup, when you got Tyreek Hill, when you got guys like that, that are putting AJ Brown, when you're putting up the big numbers, those guys are deep threats. Those guys get open. Uh, Jamar Chase goes into that. Justin Jefferson. When you talk about the splash play guys, these guys a little bit fly under the radar. They're not going to beat you deep. They're not going to kill you vertically, but what they are are tacticians underneath. They've got solid hands. Um, the problem with Keenan Allen is he was injured, injury uh, prone. Um, this season um, is a little longer in the tooth. Um, but when you're dealing with what we're dealing with with the Cleveland Browns, you're looking at it right now from a perspective of Kevin Stefanski needs this offense to hit. You got guys that are in their prime. You got a quarterback. You got a running game. You got offensive linemen. You need to be able to get guys right now that are able to help you win football games today. And if you ask me, hey, can Keenan Allen help you win football games? Sure. I'd love to have a Keenan Allen on one side. And, and then you turn around and look at it. You got a, a, a guy that there's Amari Cooper's uh, status running routes. I love to have that, that combination on the field. I think it's intriguing to look at it. However, does it fit the purse strings? Does it fit what you're trying to do? Does it fit long term, right? Um, you know, so receivers that are above 30, when you get injured, they don't stop becoming injured. They usually are a little more injured the next year or they can't do all the reps. They can't. And then the last thing you need there, uh, you know, Jeff is, you know, we need guys to be able to get continuity. We need you to practice. We need you to be available for all these preseason games, which the Browns should be taking seriously this year because it's going to be a new offense. I don't know specific specifically with Keenan Allen 
Does he fit those descriptions? There are some pros, but there are some cons that you have to look at if you want to bring in a player like that. Jeff, thoughts? Well, here's the thing with me, and I'll be honest. It, it, you, people want to talk New Hopkins. I, I'm not interested. Um, Keenan Allen. Now, here's a player who will also turn 31 this offseason. Keenan Allen, first off, trade, no. The Los Angeles Chargers release Keenan Allen. I open up my eyes a tad bit more, most certainly. You know, I'm not trading for the money he's owed uh, due to his health. As you mentioned, he's not worth the money on the contract he currently is. There is this other thing that worries you as well. You know, you play out on the West Coast, so you play a lot of games in favorable weather. He's coming to a, you know, obviously a not-so-friendly uh, weather area here, you know, in the AFC North, you know, where you will play uh, next season. There will be nine games in Cleveland, the ninth game, Chicago Bears. Then you will have also you know games in Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. So you think sometimes maybe playing in less ideal weather uh, could possibly cause a little more bumps and bruises. And yes, you know for Keenan Allen, this has kind of been his history. Honestly, for Keenan Allen, injury has been a history almost since he was in college. That's how he ended up a second round pick. The guy on tape should have never been a second round pick, but at the time there were concerns about his knee. What appeals, however, to me about Keenan Allen is he absolutely destroys it out of the slot. So, you know, as much as everybody says, oh, you want to add speed. And I love this. You know, we want to add speed. So let's add 31-year-old guys. No, no, that's not the way it works, guys. Okay, so you've got some guys on the roster who are fast. Uh, you can find someone and draft someone who is fast. One of those we're probably going to have on the show with us on Thursday. But Keenan Allen, he is such – and look, I'll be honest with you. Keenan Allen prime as a route runner is every bit the route runner Amari Cooper is, if not maybe even a little better. Keenan Allen can wiggle. There is no doubt about it. He can keep people off of him, even by not being an elite athlete. The guy just straight up knows how to run a route. So my thing is, we love what Amari can do to this point. We know what Donovan can do. We know what David can do. What are you doing? It's third and five, and you got to put all these factors in your head about what you're going to do. But meanwhile, you got Keenan Allen, who has made probably $65, 70000000 million in this league just by torching fools on third and four. And you know what? Keenan Allen, third and four. Keenan Allen for six. Perfect. Keenan Allen for seven. Keenan Allen for eight. And, and the thing, he's done it with Phillip Rivers. He's done it with Justin Herbert. I know the Chargers, they, you know, some changes are going to come for them. But a guy like Keenan Allen, and look, this could be one that waits a little bit. Even if Keenan Allen ends up being a free agent, this isn't one where maybe Keenan Allen signing day one, day two with somebody. You, you know, for a guy like him, the ultimate thing would, you know, ring chasing, trying to get to that elusive Super Bowl. How does it work out? The appeal of Deshaun Watson certainly would work out for a guy like Keenan Allen. I don't think it's a situation that happens right away, but this is a player. Keenan Allen has always been a player. Yes, injuries are concerned. No question about it. For me, there's less pause and hesitation for me about his age as about New Hopkins being the same age. Keenan Allen was busting fools this year, getting wide open. New Hopkins, it's always kind of been Mawson dudes. That's always kind of been his thing. So as the athletic traits start to slip off a little bit, maybe you're not be able to do that as much anymore. Keenan Allen, like I said, never been a burner. He's kind of that guy that you see, and you see so many young DBs line up against him. And all right, doesn't look that fast. And next thing you know, you know they're looking right, and there goes Keenan Allen's backside to their left. He just straight up knows how to do it. And I think he would give him an element in the slot, and I think he would give Deshaun Watson a guy on third and medium that he can truly count on. So you can run a lot of stuff between the hash marks, David a little bit, 10-yard depth over anything Keenan Allen's running underneath. And then if you have everybody focused on that, whatever back is on the field 
you know, slides out to the left, slides out to the right, gives you a ton of options. Not saying it's going to happen, but guys, a player like Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen's got definitely that old school game, like the guy who comes to the playground, all the young bucks be laughing, and you know what, you know, guy or two he's got geared, the lunch money taken by the old guy. He's geared on really fit, like he don't got the latest <laughs> shoes. He Is might he wearing wear, AIs? He might be wearing New Balance. Who wears New Balance? <laughs> he might wear no New Balance out here, but he come out there and crack your head. He'd be like, why is he open? He's backdoor cutting. He's moving. Hey, I ain't lying, bro. Listen, if they want to go ahead and move, I you're not gonna hear one peep from your boy G Bush if you want to bring Keenan Allen in. It ain't like I always tell you, Jeff, it ain't my money. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you hired them smart people from the Ivy League schools to figure out if you got it. If you say hey, you got it, you got it then. Let's go ahead and rock and roll, man. Well, and the thing is, is look, you've took a lot of swings on kids here, and you hit. On Donovan, and I don't think, you know, I mean, look, nobody, what the investment in Donovan people Jones in a six-round pick, I don't think anybody thought we were talking about a guy that was going to, you know, potentially, if everything had gone right this year, would have been an 80 reception, 1,000-yard guy. Right, right, right. right. Um, really yeah. difficult to go from one quarterback to another. But you brought in a bunch of young guys, and maybe you're looking at them all collectively and saying, all right, well, we gave you all a shot. Every one of you got a shot. But you know what? Now it, it, it it's too good of an opportunity for us to say, okay, well, we got five guys. One of them's going to get it done. A player like Keenan Allen has interest. Browns can get him one year deal. You know, bring back up the value maybe a little bit. That is a really, really hard and difficult name to pass on. Uh, I had a great one here today. Um, Cleveland Browns questions certainly about the future of the left tackle position. Uh, a decision to be made late April. Uh, I think usually by May first, uh, as far as the fifth year option for Jedrick Wills. And again, look, the Browns shelled out more money to Jack Conklin. We all thought in a perfect world, Jedrick Wills, through the ascension, through his play, but it probably eliminated a Jack Conklin. They obviously extended Jack Conklin. Uh, Joe Woods right back on a horse, defense coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. And look, Keenan Allen is a player. And if he were to hit the market, he would have a lot of suitors. But I think he would be somebody that would be of great interest to Andrew Berry, Kevin Stefanski, and Deshaun Watson. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd. He is your host, Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3 The Barbershop, radio personality, uh, Saturday show, The Barbershop. Obviously, I have many opportunities to catch G. Bush over there as well. Make sure you're following at G. Bush 91, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's on your favorite podcast app, of course, here on YouTube. Subscribe, notifications on, throw some likes on those episodes. You got that Roku app, fire it up and search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will find us. You will find the Locked On Guardians podcast, Locked On Cavaliers podcast, and of course, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on ELLB. Let's go, Browns.